You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind the entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. Well, we're looking back to look forward on this week's programme, back to a fascinating panel that took place here in London this past week before an audience that included UAL students, brand leaders, investors and other stakeholders. Devised and hosted by the agency Fresh Britain, with some nudges and provocations from the likes of Central St Martins and, yes, Monocle, it was a discussion about brand Britain, both today and the future, and what that brand means for those businesses operating in its slipstream. We'll have a special episode of The Entrepreneurs, featuring highlights from the event next week, so do look forward to that. But for today, let's whet your collective appetites a little Here is our regular guest on The Entrepreneurs, Fresh Britain's co-founder, Bob Sheard, introducing the panel at the event. Here's Bob. We've got a great room, brilliant students, brilliant brands and a wonderful panel. So, Fran, before 1996, we had one Olympic gold in cycling in 76 years. Between 2008 and 2016, we got 20 golds. Fran was an integral part of the team that created British cycling excellence and then inspired great British sporting excellence. Fran is British excellence. She was the CEO of Team Sky, the CEO of Team Ineos, and is now the CEO of Iconic Bellstaff. She is also contender for best triathlete in the room, and she agreed to do this at a very early stage, as long as she didn't have to sit next to me. She's next to Simon. Simon founded Rafa, and when he did that, he showed the world what it meant and how brands can thrive on Web 2.0. Simon showed us that all brands can have power if they have powerful content, meaningful content that creates meaningful relationships, that makes meaningful communities, that makes meaningful commerce. When the history of world brand design is written, there will be a chapter on Simon, and I know because I'm going to write it. If brand energy, incidentally, creates the same value that Simon has created, the room is already worth six billion. Annabelle. Everybody who knows me and knows me well knows that I like a drink just as much as the next woman, unless, of course, that's Annabelle. Annabelle created Nick Nayan. She did such a good job at that that the first bottle was sold for £49,000, which means the bottles on your desk, if were sold at the same time, would be worth around about £3,000 a bottle. But it's safe to say we've had a bit of deflation since then. But she knows a thing or two about building great British brands. Eco. I've known Eco since I was a student. If you take the intellect of Dark as How and marry that to the cultural knowledge of Melvin Bragg, you get something close to Eco. He's editor of Tank, was editor of Arena, and creative director of the ICA. He's definitely the brain power on the panel. The next person is Josh. As editor of Monocle, he champions internationalism and national identity and authors books on design, living, and lifestyle. And then finally, a great partner of Fresh Britain is Rebecca. She's been brilliantly supportive of this event, and we thank you very much. As I mentioned, the Oscars of British Creativity are the DNAD Awards, and she is president of that. She's also the academic dean of Central St. Martins and the University of the Arts. So she is a champion of the creative education, and she's a champion. So I give you the panel. Bob Sheard. Well, you'll have to tune in on Wednesday to hear from those stellar names. But... Here's a little snippet, just to tide you over. I asked the writer and curator, Echo Eschen, for his take on the label, Brand Britain, and its very utility in a conversation about the future of the country's national identity and the impact that it has on brands. Here is Echo. I come from a slightly unteleological position, 
in regard to this, which is to say that the question about the notion that any thesis, any brand unfolds inexorably towards progress, towards the future in one unbroken line. I'm more interested in where complexity comes in. Let's say that. I'm more interested, I suppose, in the tellings of Britain that involve an acknowledgement that our identity as a nation has always been complex, has always been hybrid, has always been not neat, not straightforward, not linear. So I found it ironic watching this film, whatever land of hope and glory, playing Britain never shall be slaves, and so on and so on. All good, all fine, except that obviously the story of Britain is that at different points in its time, Britain as a nation has enslaved parts of the world, has subjugated and dominated other parts of the world. This is part of the riches and wealth of this country and its history. From my perspective, this is not something to be afraid of. This is part of the story. I'm interested in how these stories, these complexities, these contradictions are told, not to the contradiction of a brand, but purely so we can get to potentially a richer, more interesting, sometimes stranger, sometimes more surprising place. I just came from an event this morning. I was part of a selection panel put together by the British Council to decide who's the next artist to represent Britain at the Venice Biennale. The Venice Biennale, every two years, most important art event in the world. It's a British pavilion, along with all the other national pavilions. So we selected an artist. There's an artist called John O'Comfra, who will represent Britain in the next Venice. It's a fantastically interesting filmmaker and artist, makes deeply poetic films, which are all about embracing and exploring these long, complex, difficult histories of Britain and nation, belonging, empire, identity, place, collective memory, all of these things. These don't lead you to an aberrant place. These lead you to a place of potential poetry, potential artistry, creative richness, creative depth. It seems to me that we, in terms of having a conversation about who we are as a country, can afford to be bolder, can afford to tread in uncomfortable territory in order to bring back from that ways of seeing ourselves that offer potential powerful reflection but also offer, as a consequence, roots towards stories, roots towards ways of seeing that have at their heart something real, something potentially poetic, something sometimes tragic, something that's moving, something that allows us to think, and then potentially, yes, to also connect, to see ourselves anew. The excellent Echo Escher, and before that, the brilliant Bob Sheard, introducing Echo and the rest of the panel. If you want to hear more, and why wouldn't you? Well, listen to this. Tune in to The Entrepreneurs next week on Wednesday. That's a special edition, bringing you more from Bob, Echo, and all the other panellists. But that's all for Eureka. This programme was mixed and edited by Jack Dewars. My thanks to him, as ever. That's all for now. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.